Fortuna. Hello and welcome to the Sadcast on Sunday the 23rd of April 2017. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm still tired. And Robert Kebb. Ubu. Ubu. <laughs> Ubu. <laughs> oh, and then my throat decided to close up at that precise moment. <laughs> Ubu. Ah. What's with the tiger seg? <laughs> snap, snap out of it. Well, this week it was just I slept really badly yesterday. <laughs> Unrelated to the general tiredness of the last time. Did you do your thing where you stayed up too late and then woke up cons- consequently too early? No, I just woke up direction. randomly early and then was like, this is way too early. It was like, woke up at like six or something, which is like, that means I've been barely asleep at all. <laughs> when do you go to bed then? Like three or whatever. Three, right. Yeah, three hours is probably not ideal amount of sleep. No, that's not good at all. So then I just tried to go back to sleep, but it's never as good once you've woken up once. once I don't know, I wake up practically up every once, night. Anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I pretty much wake up every night in the middle of the night at some point. Uh, did you read that? There's been a news article going around for ages on the BBC News about how in olden times people used to go to sleep early and then get up and wake up in the middle of the night and do stuff. And then go back to sleep. Sleep again. Like yeah. Double sleep. Double sleep. Yeah, it used to be normal, apparently. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, we can't really th- get a lot done in the middle of the night in the olden times, surely. Because it was. Well, you can't you know, get much done dark. after it gets dark. I mean, so, I mean, you might as well go to sleep at like, I don't know. I mean, in the winter, it gets dark at like four. What That's probably why they got up in the middle of the night because they probably timed it badly. Do you think? They got dark. They probably went to bed early without realising how early it was. Because And then woke up. Dumbness. And they woke up and was like, oh, right, it's morning time, but it's still dark. Oh, what do I do? And then they did and stuff. It's taken a really long time to get light. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah, and then they went back to bed. Weirdness. So I don't think it's that weird to necessarily wake up in the middle of the night. But probably do go back to bed at some point if you've only had three hours sleep. Even if it's not as good. It's good advice. Sleep at some point. Yeah. Usually the best idea. And don't Come overdo it either. Slumber, slumber, well, slumber. Pure Ubu, in fact. What is Ubu? It's a beer. It's about a dog, apparently. A beer about a dog? How can a beer be about a dog? I can see how a book could be about a dog or a they, film. I assume Ubu was a dog of inspiration <laughs> or something. A dog of inspiration. Dog of inspiration. A muse dog, if you will. A man or a woman looked at a dog and thought, I'm going to make a beer. <laughs> I'm going to make a beer out this of dog. this dog. Yeah. What I'm going to grind up this dog. And the owner of the dog said, "Well, the dog's name is Ubu." And, and the guy, and the guy was like, "That's a terrible name for a beer." Oh well, too late now. I've already committed. No, no, it's a terrible name for a beer, but we'll make it pure Ubu. <laughs> ah, okay, cunning marketing. Actually, no, it is. No, it is only Ubu. I think, but it's got. It might be pure. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's pure Ubu on the front, but just Ubu on the back. It's inconsistent Ubu. <laughs> That would make it significantly less pure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tainted Ubu. 
I'm drinking slightly sully doo boo. There we go. How about that? Sully doo boo. Sully doo boo. <laughs> That's quite fun to say. Yeah. Sully doo boo. That's a better name for a beer. We'll have some sully doo boo. Sully doo boo. <laughs> People just don't realise that it just it's just impure ubu. Cat approves. I don't know if that carried on the mic, but she's sort of just yeah. next to me meowing. <laughs> what does your cat approve of? Inconvenient chunks. Eats you chunks. Bits of bacon fat. <laughs> Lovely. I'm not sure they're even supposed to eat that, but you know, if you like. Too salty for cats. Probably too too salty for humans. But I like salt. I think I'm almost <laughs> entirely so salt powered. So does the cat. Kitty mm, likes the salt. salt. I don't know why people like. I mean, I know why it tastes good, but I don't know why this yeah. random stuff that you dig out of the ground that's literally rock makes stuff taste good. I have to make sure food is well seasoned. It's the uh, Master Chef mantra. Better put some ground up rock onto this <laughs> food that yeah. I just cooked. This simple compound is way, is way better than any complex organic food I might shove in my face. Indeed. It's not, Actually, that's not even remotely true. But it's, it not tastes un- good. it's not unusual. It's just like basic biology, isn't it? Your, your body requires salt in order to function, and therefore salt tastes good. It tastes good. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Evolutionary advantage to, to salt tasting good. But now it tastes too good, and we get too much. Well, it's because we just have... Salt is too available. That's the problem. Yeah, it used to be really hard to get. I guess. Where did you get enough salt? Like in your diet before to be... it was like mined. I guess it was just that... like a fish, right? I guess any sea, sea oh, from the sea. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, because at some point it was used as a before we discovered refrigeration. Yeah, preservative. It was. Yeah, yeah you just. But that's just... after the weird point where we'd realised we could mine it out of the ground. Mm, I guess. Just imagine how much salt everyone must have been eating at that point. Jesus. <laughs> it's not just the seasoning, it's like everything is coated in salt. <laughs> I think they probably brush it off. You can, you can only brush off so much. I oh, guess. That sounds delicious. Just salt encrusted meats. Although I guess like everyone was eating less meat in general, so <laughs> the amount That's of salt true. per amount of meat was probably good, good enough. <laughs> but what if I'm using salt to preserve my apples? I'm not sure that would work. <laughs> I don't I think that would work. Sounds <laughs> disgusting as well. Salted apples. Although, I don't know. Salted salt caramel, caramel works, so yeah. I don't know. Does salted caramel, it does have salt in, right? It is salted. Yeah, hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, just, I'm not being mad and it's called that and it, it actually I isn't mean, that. I mean, it just tastes a bit like salt. Like saltwater taffy doesn't have any salt water in or whatever. Or, or salt, I don't think. Not that I've ever really had that. But Maybe they accidentally threw a bath salt into it and it's like, oh, it's salted <laughs> caramel now. <laughs> Probably salted. Salty. Well, unless they like use the... Uh... You know, an encryption salt. So it's a bit like caramel. <laughs> but you sure can't quite tell that it's caramel anymore. <laughs> it's got a random factor in there. Mm. 
<laughs> make sure to properly season your passwords. Yeah, make for sure correct you... database security. So take your passwords and then um, chop them up to make a hash out of them. And then oh. add salt. <laughs> no, hold on, that's <laughs> the wrong way around. You add the salt first and then you hash it. And then you chop it up. Yeah, you've got to have Shit. the salt throughout the mixture. Yeah. Damn it, got it wrong. <laughs> my my, <laughs> uh, my encryption uh, re- uh, cookery course has gone completely wrong. <laughs> Aunt Bessie's Guide to Security. <laughs> yeah. <I've got> <laughs> insecure hash. <laughs> Don't eat it. It's insecure. Don't eat that. You'll lose your bank details. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone's going to post uh, hot Russian singles on your Facebook feed. Don't do it. Yeah, you don't. You don't want hot Russian singles. Doubles, if anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> doubles. Is, is this not tennis? <laughs> the best kind, tennis. It's mixed doubles, though. Speaking of tennis, I have thusly spread the word that Mario Tennis on the N64 is the best tennis game ever made. It's the best local multiplayer I have, game. I, I, I have three new converts. It's better than Smash Brothers. It's not bad, that's fine. No, it's, it's not. Of course it's not. It's somewhat on a par with Smash Brothers for local multiplayer enjoyment, though. Someone doesn't have to be particularly good. That's the thing, yeah. You can you can pick it up and have a good time with Mario Tennis way easier than you can with Smash Bros. Yeah, you'd be screwed with Smash Bros. if you don't know what you're doing. And as with other people that do. Yeah. It's it's part yeah. It's it's weird because I would have said like in the first end maybe in melee that that wasn't a thing because I guess back in the day you know I did just introduce people to melee and it was and it went down like a storm melee. like you know not not exactly hardcore gamers would just pick up melee and go this is like the best thing ever like having not seen the original I guess it was like you know mm. they were just blown away by Mario punching Pikachu in the face and it was <laughs> which is all you needed. Mm. Uh, despite that probably being the most pro, I guess, of the Smash Bros games, arguably. Do you ever hear from your Southampton Student Union Gaming Society that you started? No. They must still be going, right? I don't, I don't know. You should look it up on the should probably website. Google that at some yeah. point. See if they've changed their name or if it's still CGSOC. CGSOC. Represent. <laughs> represent or or don't apparently. or don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or forget well, of... totally forget that it existed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's the thing there's always new generations of these things like the the institution survives but everyone has been totally replaced every of course that, that is the nature of university yeah it doesn't take long if you think it's been like three or four different generations since we were there exactly of like fresh student, it's quite quite bizarre that we're talking about this, given that you just handed me a freshers pack from Southampton University containing two PSPs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I had that box. Obviously, I was not a fresher in '09 or whatever that was. It's quite a practical box. Yeah, exactly. It's a convenient box. I mean, and it had and it had my PSP in it, so you know. Kind of like. Here we go. Yeah, it's still called CG Sock and it has free membership, zero pounds. Wow. Well, yeah, that was 
don't think you've paid membership for any of the songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that was a thing. I wonder if any of them do. Yeah. Does Cat want a membership? You want a membership, Kitty? You want to head up the anime games division? <laughs> I mean, you're already a cat. You're most of the way to success. <laughs> came and gave me a polite tap on the wrist. <laughs> that was nice. Right. So speaking of video games, this is a podcast about those things. And uh, we've got some news, I believe. It's news. What's going on in the world of video games? Well, let's Speak, see. Well, let's start with Nintendo. Nintendo Direct happened. Okay. It was what about happened? a 40-minute ish long show um i will only pick out the highlights as is our new standard i'm not going to go through everything um i say highlights things that i looked at and went mm, yeah that's what was good uh well so they showed hey pikmin and i hadn't really paid much attention to that before um which oh is yeah this the, is the kind the, of platformer is it yeah they had a section on 3ds i should probably just say by saying they had a whole section devoted to 3ds stuff which is interesting a little bit interesting, given you know what a lot of people are saying they should do now that the Switch is about, which is you know just make software for the Switch, please. But then it's uh, it's 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 you know I get it's possible to assume this stuff was all in development anyway, and it's just them putting it out. I wouldn't um, be surprised if there is a successor to the 3DS. You know, anyway, that's a separate discussion. Three but... uh, DS. Yeah, I just mean more, a more handheld that um that parents can buy for each individual child <laughs> no yeah how expensive it is it doesn't cost several bucks and is probably uh slightly fragile i don't know the, the three years yeah. is quite a solid unit yeah so something it's... solid that that kids can run around with and i assume like... the 2ds is even more solid yeah but that was just cheapo you want a clamshell of some kind mm, i guess the screens aren't so easily damaged in a clam exactly in a clam yeah i don't know it's sort of I, I i can see why they would stay in that space or at least i can see why they would keep 3ds as a thing alive i'm not 100 percent sure it's a sensible id id idea to put a successor out now mm, not now but at some point as long as i don't know ubisoft come back and start publishing terrible imagine i'm a fashion designer games again then you've got a small girl market that will be happy that's probably all you need right that's where the money is i don't know i guess is it i don't know i've got no idea i made a lot of those games they're probably quite cheap I'm, to make <laughs> yeah they're all the same as far as i, as far as I could Coffee see but yeah but now you're a vet fashion person I'm gonna put dresses on sick bunnies. I don't. I don't know. These are sick looking bunnies. This is sick. Uh, anyway, so we're, yeah, real news. Hey, Pikmin. Two D Pikmin. I. Is that I'm, what it I'm, is? Hmm. Is that the picture? Yeah, Two D Pikmin. It's, it, yeah, is basically, it a puzzle it's a, game. It's, basically, puzzle, it seems to be a puzzle platformer. Okay. Um, mm. but it, but it. I don't know. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure if it'll work. Like, mm. but it's. It looked like things. Things about its presentation just strike me as interesting decisions. But I'm not sure they had much of a choice at the same time, because it's quite zoomed in. 
like you're very close to Olimar and right. you're and you know you're I guess that's so you can see that you're small and so you need to be relatively zoomed in and the Pikmin are even smaller so you need to actually be able to see where they are um and that they're Pikmin and on the low resolution of the 3DS screen that might be an, an essential move but then how does it all play out it's probably nothing like you know Pikmin's Pikmin's sort of uh, uh RTS light controls you know things like that it's uh, I, I, I'm just not sure about it, and um, it's. It, I know it looks like they've added more, like uh, I guess you'd call them movement abilities, based on how you use the Pikmin. Some of them, you know, straight out of how Smash Brothers decided to make Olimar a fighter, and uh, that I don't think had been in any of the previous games. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it could work, but then some some mechanics of it were just like, well, this looks a little bit like a Yoshi game. It's just got Pikmin in it instead of Yoshi. Oh, really? Because the thing about the original Pikmin was always, I mean, it was more about kind of the environment of the kind of garden and everything. It was because the whole point was he made it, Shigeru Miyamoto made it because he spent a lot of time gardening, right? <laughs> it, yeah, and apparently <laughs> has a lot of rubbish in his back garden. Yeah, but uh, obviously that will be kind of lost going to 2D, isn't it? The whole environment of Pikmin. Yeah, maybe. But then I wonder how much of that actually, well, you know, I wonder how much of that style was maintained in the three. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, people say people say three was pretty good, but you know, didn't really play it. I think it was Wii U only. And I'm, I'm not that big of a Pikmin fan, so I'm probably not going to hmm. investigate too closely. Well, Pikmin was meant to be one of the small games, like like Luigi's Mansion for GameCube, that ended up being the only fucking games that they made. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway. I don't think it even came out at the reduced price, it did it either. No. That they were sort of hinting would be a thing. And it's like, no, these are just these are just games. It was good. It was a good game. But it was huh. small. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that, but I guess it could be good, so. Uh how about some more fire emblem? Because there's gonna be more fire emblem. Zeg. Should make a new advance wars. <laughs> I've had that so many times. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong though. They should make another advance wars. If we keep saying it, one day someone will listen. One day someone will. Because because we're influencers, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're Clearly, hot industry influencers here at the Sourcast. Got a finger on the pulse. Uh, the more. They talk. All right, let's, uh, that's, that's really all I, I, I picked up on the 3DS section. There wasn't there wasn't a massive amount there. Um, I think they may have talked about Shovel Knight and the new Spectre DLC or something. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Shovel. I can't, uh, can't really remember. I didn't make any more notes. Uh, then they talked about Arms for quite a long time. Like you know the game Arms, not just not just physical not just arms. arms, and yeah, not and not out. like. Um... Lots of weapons shipments. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no small arms. <laughs> they talk about the arms trade. No, <laughs> well, arms. they did talk a little bit about you know trading your arms for other arms in arms. <laughs> the arms trade. <laughs> well, like you know, they they went and described some of its like deeper mechanics and how you you know you can have one you can you don't just you can customize each arm to be different boxing glove types and. How you then could use those to mix up the fight, and uh, how 
one of Rinrin, a new noodle-based character, can turn one of her arms into a dragon instead of noodles. But yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and yeah, actually, but they talk a good game. Uh, I, I think it's like the more they they describe about the depth of that game, I'm sort of the more and more I f- I feel convinced by it. Until they then show footage of it, and then somehow none of what they've talked about really seems to show. Huh. It's 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 odd. It just ends up looking a bit, and maybe that's just because it's a somewhat poor demonstration potentially. But there's there's elements to it where I just don't quite I don't, I don't quite get the depth that they're talking about. Like the bit when in, in the demo they showed here, they highlighted a couple of moments where it's like, oh, and Rinrin's now turning her arm into a dragon, and it's like I'm not 100 percent sure what that's actually doing. I think it sort of appears to be doing what it was doing before. Maybe it's a bit more powerful now. I don't know. Uh, Rinrin. Uh, Rinrin. Yeah, and and you know they, they you know each character has supers and things like that, and oh, you know all of the characters have like special abilities, which they then didn't show really in the demo either. They seem to like both fired off their specials at the same time, basically nullifying them, so you didn't really get to see what they did. Oh, okay. it, I think it was a, I think it was a somewhat bad gameplay demo of a game that actually sounds like it has a reasonable amount of depth for you know what on the surface actually looks like a relatively simple fighting game. So I don't know, it, it, it may hold promise, but it's, I just don't think it's showing well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, Kitty. Seriously, Kit. Like, maybe, maybe you need to have a, I need another chair and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, they talked for that for a very long time. Um, there was then uh, Minecraft Switch Edition, of course. Of course. Because Minecraft must be everywhere. Microsoft and Nintendo. I don't, is there a 3DS Minecraft? It, it feels like there should be. I don't know. That would be no, quite hard to make. Yeah. Only Terraria. Only Terraria. That's all you need. Um, a minor hint of badness to potentially come in the form of Sonic Forces in that the, they showed a slightly extended version of the reveal trailer that hinted at a new ally. Yep. And that's always terrifying. <laughs> yeah, because obviously you need yet another random character to, yeah, to add to the Sonic verse. That looks suspiciously like... Well, people were speculating. Well, some people were speculating that it looks more like a sort of dog type shape, like a wolf or something. <laughs> it's Poochie! <laughs> yeah, basically. I must go now. My people and... need me. <laughs> wolves and something else, dog shaped uh, before. Coyotes? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I don't. Well, they did have. I think they had a coyote in. Was it Sonic Triple Trouble on the Game Gear? I think. Sort of coyote dog fox thing, but, but, I don't, uh, yeah, but I don't think wolves are a very uh, trodden animal type. Regardless them, so. of that, it's like surely it won't have it. that. Will just be story, right? Because they won't be making like a third style of gameplay or something. I don't know. <laughs> Unless they want to you, bring you back never... like Werehog, and it's like this guy's the no, brawler character, no. and he has the brawler levels. <laughs> because that's like being Shadow though in in Sonic '06 or. Shadow the Hedgehog, I suppose. No, no one really wants that. 
Yes, but like, Sega doesn't know what people want. <laughs> no, so well, they show hints of knowing what people want. Every now and then, they show a little spark of being, yeah, we understand this, and then they do Werehog. Or a new ally. Or sticks the badger. <laughs> they fall back into those same kind of traps. Yeah, every time. And, you know, Super Sonic Forces, although... Looking like it, you know, in that gameplay trailer, looking like it plays okay. The setting appears to be, you know, Sonic 06 epic. It's, you know, dangerous. Dangerous. Well, I guess you just got to get the bad Sonic games out of the way so you can get to the good ones. So we can get to Sonic Mania. Yeah, exactly. They're coming out in the opposite order. Yeah, Sonic Mania is coming first, but a little bit later than planned. Skipping ahead a little bit, uh, it wasn't announced in the direct, but yeah, Sonic Mania is delayed to September. Mm. Yeah. But you know, as as you know, we discussed over the weekend off air. We, yeah, you know, I'd rather they delay that and got it right. Yeah, for sure. Than rush it out. Although in fairness, everything they've shown of that game so far that I've watched, and I'm being a little bit media blackout on it now. Because uh, I don't really want to know what's coming. Um, but, you know, the basics of what I've seen, those first two zones they showed, yeah, I think they get it. This yeah. Christian Whitehead guy seems to know what's up. Yeah, I think so. He's got a lot of love for it, so I'm sure they'll do their best. Yeah. So, Hope, um, uh, I, I picked out on, they showed some Nindy stuff on Switch, and I only really wanted to pick up on uh, something called Project Mekuru. Mikuru. Um which basically looked like a someone took a butt stomping Mario Party game and made a whole game about it. Like you're on a grid of tiles and you've got to butt stomp the tiles to make them yours. Uh okay. And that seems to be how you win. And but then throwing some I guess, I guess Bomberman esque style power ups and there you go, you've got a game. I just thought that was a little weird. It's like I sort of looked at it and went, this is Mario Party, but we're robots. Yeah, so I mean, that. Mario Party minigames are not really my cup of tea, so I can't see how a whole game made out of one would be ideal. Mm. Yeah, it strikes me as yeah, a bit odd, but yeah, it might, it might be good. Uh, and also slightly confused by the fact that in the middle of a fairly happy, clean Nintendo Direct, suddenly Payday 2 is coming to the Switch. Uh, what? Payday 2? How, yeah. how old is that game? Is like it new? Three, maybe three four years. years old now. Right. That old, shoot, weird, like criminal-based shooter, it, well, it shooter is, thing. It is free to play now, I think, as well. So that's right. weird. In itself. Strange. Strange choice. It is a strange choice. But I, I guess it would work, because I guess the Switch could play, I don't know, 360 quality-esque games, right? So Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, maybe that, that would, maybe they thought that's just a relatively easy port. Let's do it. Why not? It's another venue for our free-to-play game to make some potential cash. Ghost dollars. Ghost dollar sign. No, uh, yeah, that's pretty, sign, isn't it? So I'm thinking of ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, dollar dollar bill, y'all. 
Uh, and that's pretty much all I pulled from the direct, unless unless Zach has stuff to add. That was that was all that was mildly interesting to me. No, I mean we mentioned oh in- Splatoon two. Sorry, they yeah. spent a really long time on Splatoon two. Um, talking about horde talked, mode. They've got a herd mode. Herd mode. Well, that might be good. It looked all right. It what looked like the, a horde what, mode. What the enemies? And they took a like salmon. You're being attacked by salmon. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You're on a sort of like a, a man-made island in the middle of the ocean, and you need to defeat salmon to get their power. Like, so do you remember in Splatoon <laughs> One, like the the the, the um, there's a sort of little Blackpool Tower like structure that's got a giant fish attached to it, and right. apparently that's like powering the city. It's like okay. a power fish of something or of something, and like most of the campaign of Splatoon One was based on recovering this fish from the. Octavians. Okay. So the, it, they make it sound like this is just, you know, the job of the Splatoon world that the in, teenage inklings can go do is go get sent off to an island and fight salmon for power. Right. Okay. So it's like the, yeah. The thing go farm some electricity. Yeah. Before you go <laughs> battle each other. Yeah, still no word on whether Splatoon 2 will actually have a campaign. I think there's some stuff, well, what it, what exactly it will be like. There's some, they have no, noted the Octavians are back in some form. Mm. Um, uh, so there will be some campaign elements, but it's not super clear what that is. Um, and they also uh, told us that the Amiibo integration this time is how you save loadouts. Which is odd what so what if you don't have does it the game come with an amiibo then or something um, i mean certain versions of it did well, it's oh, only for original. if you want to take your load out to someone else's switch oh, right. yeah but i but the thing is splatoon and it appears from the test fire that splatoon 2 has a lot of the problems that the first one did in that you can't change loadout between matches if you stay in the server lobby like you're stuck with what loadout you have until you go back to the 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 plaza or whatever and then you change your loadout and then you go into oh. games which means that you can't really plan team composition uh, based on what your teammates have picked you're just stuck with what you have um, mm. which I, I I always thought was a bit of a misstep um, especially seeing that you know once you get into a server and you're playing some games you don't always want to back all the way back out and then get it to find a new server no. just just to swap to the oh I fancy playing a quick game as the roller see if I'm any good at it Mm. you know I think it's a bit of, and then they've kept all that which I'm not sure is a smart decision um, uh, but yeah you can save loadouts in Amiibo like one loadout per Amiibo because those Amiibos don't store very much data no not what 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 is their capacity it must be tiny right yeah I don't know not, not, not a lot. They haven't been used for very much in terms of actual storage. No, that's why I was a bit surprised by this. I mean, the um, was it Smash Brothers one? You know, like my Bowser is just got its name, and the fact that it's blue and what level it is, oh, right, and, I, yeah. and I and I could feed it equipment to make it a bit more powerful. But that's that's all that thing is storing. No, that's probably all it can store. It's like the max it store. Mm. Uh, yeah, Splatoon 2. I, 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like Splatoon. I think a few people have said that the Digital Foundry had a look at it during the test fire, and they, were, you know, there's some some disappointment that it's not running at 1080. It runs at oh, 720 right. at all times. What, even on the docked mode? Even on port, even on docked, and even on portable. It seems. Well, portable um, 720 is a one-to-one match for the exactly, the yeah, screen, yeah. So, so not, it, it doesn't. As well. I, I think people are a bit disappointed that they don't seem to be making much use of docked mode. Um, yeah, because other games do switch up the resolution. Yeah, obviously, Zelda yeah. runs at. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame because Zelda runs at a higher res. It, like a it also doesn't mean it's much of an improvement over Splatoon on the Wii U, which also just ran at 720. And, right, same deal. Mm. Yeah, which makes it less of a, you know, to me as an upgrade package. I'm not seeing the path. Yeah, that's not as good. Yeah, maybe they'll fix that. I don't know. At least for the dot mode. Yeah, as a fan, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They had, they had, you know, Splatoon got a lot of post-release support. So, mm. yeah, I mean, Zelda had, had a patch and... for performance, so and that seemed to help a lot. Double patch. Yeah, I don't okay. know. As, as a fan of Splatoon, I'd like to see a little more. I think, but it has been a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, like a two-year cycle, I think, since the first, which. Probably a little fast. So that's the Nintendo Direct. That is that's what happened at Ninty. But there's Ninty. more Nintendo news. Or not quite news. Go on. SNES Classic. Would you want one? If you or a SNES Mini. Indeed, SNES Mini. So so the NES Mini that everyone wanted and they didn't make enough of has been they stopped manufacturing those. And, Which is uh, dumb because I still kind of actually want one. Yeah, I'm everyone deep wants in emulation in the emulation hole, but yeah. I think it was kind of cool. But it was always meant to be a kind of weird promotional thing. I think from Nintendo, they never intended it as like a super serious. But a promotion for pro- what? I don't know. It was just meant to be celebrating um, an anniversary. Or oh, something, like an anniversary or something. Yeah, something like that. And and then I don't think they, yeah planned it as like a game system <laughs> you know that they would support or whatever it well was just I, mean, I don't think Christmas they had to i think it was like i don't think they have to support yeah. it as a standalone device it's fine yeah i mean i you agree know. i think they should make the loads more um but yeah. anyway so the rumor is that one of the reasons they've shut down production of the nes mini is because they're going to do a snes mini for this year uh i Christmas. mean i mm, yeah given what happened with the last one like I'd, I'd i'd probably be all over that i think i'd have a snes mini in an instant yeah, for sure. I mean, the game library on SNES is awesome, and there'll be some great stuff in there. I expect. A bit of me likes the idea of taking whatever controller they ship with it as well, and seeing if it can be uh, connected to a PC, <laughs> like a SNES controller for my PC. Yeah, the problem with the NES Mini was the controller cable was insanely short for no reason. Yeah, well, that's a Nintendo thing. All mm. Nintendo cables are always too short. Mm. Yeah. So we shall see how the. Uh... But I'm pretty sure the NES Mini cable was shorter than an original NES cable. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we shall see. Hopefully, I'll have a super nice SNES controller that we can uh, hmm. attach to a. Uh, but the, you can already get pretty good, like. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's that are wireless Bluetooth ones or whatever. Yeah, there's there's some decent replicas. They're quite expensive, the Bluetooth yeah, ones are. that yeah. you're talking about. But there are there are some passable. Uh, replica mm-hmm. that are just ones that are just straight USB devices. You know, they're not. Um, yeah, totally. They're not you know, not not the fancy one. I forget what they're even. Is it Go Eight? But not Go Eight. But 
eight bit something. It's got like bits in the name, bit right. retro or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah the, whoever makes those ones, it's like, they are good. And people do say like, yeah, if, you know, if you're really serious about this stuff, like it's worth thinking about those. If your mm. system can handle Bluetooth, you know, which my mm. desktop can't. So I'm, I kind of just want a wired version. Thanks. Mm. But you know, Probably save a bit of money if they made a wired version. It's like I don't, I don't care about wireless. Just, just give me one of those. Actually, no, I'd probably want to play on TV. Give me the wireless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a Bluetooth dongle to go in my USB port for not very much. Yeah, I'm that tempted. Something. Well, I thought about like doing all kinds of crazy things. Like I looked at recently what what it would take to try and get like GameCube controllers connected to the PC. Right, because you can sort of do it with an unofficial driver using the GameCube adapter for Wii U. Right, but what does that as soon as as soon as someone meant, well, it's USB. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, so you plug is, yeah. you pl- you plug that into your PC and then use an unofficial driver, so it recommend so it recognizes it. Right. Yeah. As an input device, and then there you go. You're in action. You've got GameCube controllers on your PC, which I was highly tempted to do because playing F Zero GX with a 360 controller just isn't the same. And you already have the adapter for wii u i do yeah it's not again but it's not even the official adapter because the official uh, gamecube adapters were super hard to come by right yeah but it does they it does came work with, like smash brothers didn't they well it half yeah. works apparently yeah half works like the first two controller ports seem to work but ports three and four don't seem to anymore which is so it's already it's already half busted but i don't know i thought about experimenting with that but the, i got a little bit turned off by the idea of installing unofficial drivers to do it but apparently that's how you you have to do it with PS4 controllers still. Still, like the Sony, I thought the, they'd the Sony, done that. Now. Uh, well, no, it might not be a driver, but you still have to have a so- bit of Sony software running right at all times to. That sucks. Uh, to 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 get it sorted, and it's like I don't really want that either. So I wouldn't. Can't really just buy a PS4 controller and do it either. No, but you want the GameCube controller for its weird like. For the, the notches. In the, the notches, yeah, that came from the Macaneer 64. Buenas notches. Yes. As, as nobody says uh, about GameCube controllers. Buenas notches. I mean, obviously, the whole notch idea has been completely ditched these days. But I mean. Yeah, but there, the problem was is there were quite a few games that. Expected it, yeah. them to be there, so because yeah. they didn't have to then tune their, the, yeah, the, the sort of the way the analog is handled is slightly tuned to it being there. But what do you think of that as a design? Like it was on the N sixty four. Do you think it was good, or do you think I for don't the, think for, it. No, I don't. Think I, it's, it's it's difficult because I think for when 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 pl- things expected it, it wasn't so bad. I don't think it's particularly good for FPS, for instance. No. On the look stick in particular. No. You don't really want that. Um, the movement stick, it's fine. Um, and I think, you know, in most game types, you'd actually get away with the notches, whether they're there or not. But there are there's the odd one that comes about, like, well, well I'll talk about it later, but, you know, arrow wouldn't be possible unless you had with, with the notches in place. It wouldn't be the same yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, 
yeah sorry i think yeah can are... you imagine playing skate with the notches yeah exactly quarter, quarter circles must be a bit of a weird action right like fight yeah. fighters in general that must be yeah. a slightly strange thing although yeah. <laughs> then the flip side is it's like actually fighting game controls are digital anyway so maybe you want the notches to make it so you can feel your digital inputs anyway i guess uh, it's yeah it's a weird one it's a weird i think there's ups and downs to it um uh yeah and it it, it worked most of the time. Maybe maybe that's a thing the Elite controller, like the X-Bone Elite controller should have. Like you can put notches on it if you want. Yeah, well, attach a little ring of plastic. Well, yeah, because you, well, you can replace the whole, all the sticks and stuff and the heads for them. It's like when you yeah. just put a head with notches on it. <laughs> cool. Just, just my idea, you know. So what other news we got? Uh, Battlefront uh, 2, uh, yeah, I guess that... it was the Star Wars celebration, so there was a teaser trailer for the next Star Wars film, and there was also a bunch of shit about the next Battlefront game. Which has stuff from the prequel series and the sequel series. In yeah, it. which is what people have been asking for, because the the old Battlefront games had prequel stuff. And... Oh, did they? Yeah, I, thought I, Battlefront so. was, I thought it was almost entirely focused on just the original trilogy. I, I mean the old ones, the old, old Battlefront games. Oh, the original Battlefront. Yeah. The like the original, ones. original yeah. Battlefront. Yeah, the yeah. original ones. Yeah, yeah. So so fans wanted that back, so I guess they're getting that. And they're getting a class system. Uh, very basic, but I mean, it, it's better than nothing, I guess, in a kind of battlefieldy type, light type game. You can't just strip mm. it all out. If you want to keep interest, I don't think. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. They probably they probably went too far with the streamlining yeah. in the original because yeah. it it just it didn't you know I didn't play past the the beta period, but it mm. it didn't feel like there was a lot of depth to it. No, um, you have to dial it down. Um, uh, yeah, so adding more to it seems sensible. Um, yeah. I there's something there was something just not very. There's something just not quite right about how that game played. I don't know. It's mm. like I, I was sort of imp- I was impressed by it because boy was it a looker. Visuals and, were crazy, yeah, uh, and and it sounded amazing, but the gameplay never really sat with me um, particularly well. It was just sort of okay. Mm. So I, anything they do to improve that is 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 a boon. Yeah, it's like they focus on that stuff. <laughs> well, that's obviously part of the package, and then they're. So it'll have more maps, more characters because of these multiple era type thing, I guess, kind of means it's necessary. Otherwise, it'd be a bit silly to have like one map from one era or whatever. I'm sure there'll be a few more than the last one. Uh, And there's a single player campaign with a weird story where you seem to be where there was a trailer for it and you seem to be playing like a female um, imperial special ops commander person. Who presumably um, has a change of heart halfway through the storyline and presumably. bumps into Finn. I don't know. Yeah, maybe because it, it. So it's the imperial side, and it seems to start with them fighting Ewoks and or whatever, fighting rebels on Endor and kicking their ass, and then looking up and the Death Star is blown up, and they're like, "Oh shit, what are we supposed to do now?" What if it's a cross-media promotion, as in like the storyline of the Empire. game? Yeah, ends up being. Yeah, canon, well, I think it might and be canon. beat into the film slightly. Yeah, so there's quite a long period there, obviously, between... I mean, obviously, there's some canon stuff already, 
between um, Jedi and Force Awakens, right? Like the battle on Jakku was in the previous Battlefront DLC, right? Oh, like, sure, yeah. I think that was the free DLC they released soon after launch. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the, presumably they'll do more of that kind of world-building stuff, which could be quite cool. And, and the news is that it's being written by uh, two guys. One of them is a former IGN um, reviewer, I think, or something. And the other guy is the writer of Spec Ops The Line, which people liked for its story. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the writing for that was really good. So let's hope it's semi-decent in terms of writing. I mean... Let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, you know... But it's not. It's only going to be... Yeah, only ha- though, in, fairness, it? in fairness, it's a Star Wars game. It only has to be average. <laughs> Kotor had good writing back in the day. Kotor 2 had good writing as well in a different kind of way. Uh, but it's been a long time since then. When was that? 2003, four. Yeah, probably, actually. Yeah. When the writing of the films was terrible. There was a couple mm. of good video games. <laughs> yeah. As long as you get to someone gets to lay the smack down on Jar Jar. Yeah, that's the hope. Jar Jar should be a hero character or a villain character who can be destroyed. <laughs> what dark side Jar Jar? <laughs> Using to oh, well, you reckon they just spawn him on the map? No one gets to be yeah, Jar Jar. Yeah. It just spawns him on the map and he's worth extra points. <laughs> he's a bit like, what was that giant... The, what was it, the, the mascot from Monday Night Combat? <laughs> <laughs> just have him turn up. Yeah, but if they end up doing any of the Battle of Naboo, they'll just have to have it be Jungles versus Robots, and that'd be funny. That'd be stupid. <laughs> Two be teams cool. that no one wants to be. <laughs> well, especially you get like... to be dumb robots or even more dumb native species. But think about the difference in the weapons you could have. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, that would be the bit be cool. That'd be amazing. He's bomber. He's <laughs> 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 not have a bomber. <laughs> Yeah, use a use a disson. <laughs> just oh, balls God. everywhere. It's blue balls. Oh, imagine them being, <laughs> the imagine the balls. announcer during that. It's like we saw capture objective. <laughs> no. Now go to disson. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh my God, that film was so shit. Is it bad? But I actually want that. <laughs> it's the only battle that makes sense. What in the? But it's a giant field. field. Well, yeah, it is a giant field. It wouldn't exactly fit a capture the objective style thing very easily. Although I guess they did half, and that was just like a giant field. I guess, yeah. Just put trenches in it and a base. Echo base. That's sort of a bigger than it was in the films. I think sort of right there, sort of a hangar, just just there. Echo Base must have actually had a hangar in the film if you just never saw it, because otherwise where did all these giant cargo ships come from? Yeah, but it's not like as close to the shield generators and stuff as it is is in the Battlefront. It had a hangar big enough to house the Millennium Falcon and a bunch of snowspeeders. I know, but like in in the Battlefront map, it's like a pretty tiny hangar, and it's like right next to. Well, it's not that tiny, but it's like it's like right pretty close to the shield gens, and it's like yeah, you 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 would have seen that in the flybys, like in the in the films, if that was how it was. But yeah, definitely not like that. Yeah, it's not a big deal. They made a level out of it. It's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Battlefront. Uh, what else going on? Uh, Call of Duty on this other side of the shooter front. Uh, the next game we're saying rumored to be World War Two. It is in fact called World War Two, or WW, and then two in Roman numerals. Of course. Yep. That is officially the name, and then they're going to reveal it next week. So we'll talk about the announcement trailer. Yeah, and I don't think it's a great name. Just calling it World War Two. No, it kind of stops them from doing it again after this, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you're complaining about that, but you still think Battlefield 1's okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't say I, I thought it was I don't okay. think we ever said Yeah, I don't think we ever said Battlefield 1 was okay. I think, I think you did, did. I think it's fine. I think it uh, I think well it's it's, it's, it's descriptive it's, enough. <laughs> it's it's different compared yeah. to like it's it's more imaginative than WW2, isn't it? If you think about it. Because I couldn't have called it Call of Duty 2 either. <laughs> no. Because that Battle- happened. Battlefield 2. Yeah. The Call of, like, I, I suppose they could have done. They could have got it Call of Duty 2 2. Right. It's the sequel to COD 2. It's World War 2 2. Well, they were just like, why didn't they just they call it World at War 2? Why, why didn't they do that? Because no one liked World of War. That's why. I don't think it was that badly received. I think. I think it's like. Yeah, not that well liked, especially considering it's a Treyarch game. I don't think it was that it was not liked. I think it didn't sell massively well because it was sandwiched in between two Modern Warfare games. Do you know what I mean? Modern Warfare 4, COD 4 had come out and already been like, oh, this is a giant step forward. Yeah. And then World at War happened and it's like, eh. Yeah. You know, it's not that the game itself was bad, I don't think. Right. Uh, well, I never played it, so, you know, whatever. Not a lot of people did. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah, I, I can see why it was perceived as a step backward for the series. So I'm interested. I'll see what they come up with. For, well, I want to see what their campaign's like for for a modern World War II Call of Duty. If it's an actual kind of basically a spiritual sequel to Call of Duty 2, that would be good for me. That would be great. Well, question yeah. would be what, whether they do it like Battlefield did it or not. Because you can't imagine that a Call of Duty game will somehow make a more realistic, like, real-world version of events than Battlefield 1 did, where they deliberately made it not real in order to support the Call of Duty style of gameplay. <laughs> but the thing, World War 2 fits the Call of Duty style of gameplay much better than World War 1, right? It does, but that's sure. still not going to, like, it's still not going to be that realistic even then. No. It never really no. was, though. But just just like Call of Duty is so much generally faster than Battlefield, and Battlefield tried to make up this new version of World War One to make it fast, and then like you can't you can't have Call of Duty be any slower. That's always been their problem, actually. <laughs> I think we've discussed it before. Where it's just like you can't once you've got to that point, you can't like make people do things slower because then they'll realise that it's real slow. It'll be recognisable as slow. Like you can't yeah, have reload just... times be. <laughs> Actually, no. realistic. No, it's hard. No. It's hard to go back, isn't it? Because yeah, Halo now suffers from that, right? Because Halo Five was the by far the fastest Halo ever, and it's like, but they, I, I don't see how they could go back from what they did. It's, it's like, funny you know, because um, Call of Duty, uh, well, and no, yeah, Call of Duty was the one taking the speed way down from the, the likes of Quake Three in the old days or Unreal it, Tournament. I guess it was still pretty fast. What was it that slowed the Half-Life. FPS down? 
No, Half-Life was, the original was fast as fuck. It was basically Quake engine and they didn't change the movement speed, so you always ran at insane speeds everywhere. Half-Life 2 was slower. Sure, and I think Half-Life 2 predates COD 2. Yeah, maybe it was Half-Life 2 that slowed things down. It had a sprint button that was tied to your weird battery, and so you couldn't use a flashlight and the sprint at the same... (laughs) Anyway, that was dumb. Yeah, the superpower, or whatever that extra power reserve was. Yeah. Maybe it's Half Life Two that slowed down the shooter. Halo, and Halo I come guess. on, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Halo predates all of those. I mean, Halo must have. I, I mean, it's. I think Halo is a good speed. I think it works really well in the game. But I think the reason it's slower is probably because, you know, to make it controllable on the Xbox. Maybe. Goldeneye I mean, is pretty you, slow, you could... I guess. Maybe, but I think they'd already. The, the the dual stick control scheme, I think, had already become a thing prior to Halo. I think Halo was one of the early ones for sure, but I, was I, I, I think other games had already done, um, you know, got the dual stick shooting idea down. Time Splitters One, for instance, I think probably did that for might have done that first, or at least early. Um, go back. No, I don't know. Time Splitters Two, even go back to that. It feels really weird. Like it oh, but that's a, that's, stick, Time Splitters but... Two is actually post Halo, I think. So it's yeah, like that's, it's, it's weird. That doesn't even count. But like, it's... but but yeah, they did. They I think Time Splitters One at least experimented with that style control. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Anyway, on the PS2, it's not a very good game, as it turns out. Time Splitters One, I don't, I don't, I'm not. It's weirdly bare bones. Yeah, weirdly bare bones. Like yeah. more so than I thought. And. You know, when you compare it to Time Splitters 2, it's like, like, wow, that was okay. That was a massive jump up. Yeah. Time Splitters 2, okay. That was good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's. We will see. It could slow it down as long as it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one. I think I think you could, but then maybe it's not Call of Duty if you do. If you do, it would be subtle, right? It would be. It would still maybe, yeah. look 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 a bit like a Call of Duty game, but you probably wouldn't be like, and maybe it would just feel slower because you don't have the jump jets or whatever that you do from the more, more recent games. Mm. Right, well, jump. we'll find out about that next time. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. Other news: um, Blizzard patched StarCraft, as in the original StarCraft from when ninety seven was it ninety eight ninety seven. It's really ninety seven, jeez. I think so because it's a it's basically a sequel to Warcraft two, not sequel. What you reckon? It was the year before the year of games. I don't know. I might have to look it up. Or was it in the year of games? I reckon it might have been in the year. It of might games. have been the year of games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And ninety eight, and they've also made it completely free, so you can have that ancient game for free. But it will be presumably. Well, apparently, fully um, multiplayer compatible with the HD version they're going to do that apparently. we talked about last time. Mm. It's, a, it's interesting. I still don't quite. I'm not 100 percent sure I understand the play here. Like, why put that out for free? Or is it like? Is it to try and like? Is it just to be like a feel good gesture to get people then like be like, oh, I might as well put some money down for the HD version. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's... Probably. Yeah, you're right. 98 year of games. Year of games. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, slightly, slightly weird. I mean, it's it's a good thing, right? It's good. Yeah. I mean, it gives you confidence that you can run it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice that they. I I I I know like publishers are real precious about their IPs and especially the older ones of games. Now the remasters have become a thing, mm. but it's it's nice to see a big publisher do treat it a little bit like abandonware, right? Yeah. It's like we're not going to update this old ass game. Uh, we'll resell it if you want a better version of it or a nicer looking version. But the original, yeah, whatever, go nuts. Like I like that. I think that's. Well, what's not to like? To put it a different way. Yeah, exactly. Like I know Rockstar did it with was it GTA one and two as well. Yep. They were like, mm. well, we're never really going to go back to these, so mm. so just have them spread some goodwill. Good idea. I wish more old games went down this route. And I, I know it's a little bit of effort from the publishers. And in fairness, the publishers and developers probably have to be active. <laughs> to, to to green light stuff like that but um you know like what if dr draco's madcap chase was actually easily obtainable and could be run easily <laughs> that's the bigger problem but still one of our top videos yep it's a funny video i think that's all we've got for news yeah um the only other thing i had was uh there's a gameplay trailer for Micro Machines Battle Mode and Capture the Flag and all of that stuff. So and I, I hope that Brian Blessed actually is the voice of the game. Yes, because he's clearly voicing the trailer, so let's hope that he's the voice of the game. I mean, that's going like to totally make Real it, soon, so. isn't it? Yeah, pretty soon. Slightly before Dirt 4, apparently. <laughs> When's Dirt 4 out? Soon, apparently. That's also really soon. Mm, blimey. I mean, it's a good, it's a fairly decent launch window for a game like that. So, you know, in terms of what else is uh, going on? In terms of cr- crowded release, well, you know, the early year crowded release schedule is kind of coming to an end. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, between any time between now and summer is a, is is a pretty good time to put 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 games out. So it'll be quiet. Cool. Dirt 4 then. Dirt 4 to that. I hope their track generator is awesome. Yeah, that's all we can hope for. They say it is, so do we trust them? I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Let's hope they still do put in more environments. I mean, come on. Even with infinite Mm. tracks, five environments is not many. And, you know, like three of them are still like gravel. (laughs) Just just different variations of gravel. I wonder if that'll be a Steam Steam Workshop in some more environments. That'd be good. So, is there a snow? There's a snow environment. Is there? It's a... Sweden, so I guess that's the snow one. Okay. Snow and and now, I I don't know if I don't know if Michigan is going to be tarmac or gravel because it could be either mm. or both. Oh, probably yeah, both. Or yeah. a both combo. Well, I don't know if they do a both because of the way that they like. They had that whole thing about tires, where it's just like they don't let you pick the tires and the way the physics simulation works with the with the grip and everything. It's like that might actually be quite hard for them to make it so that you can change, have like tires that are, have different grips over the different surfaces and you know. Yeah, but that's also rallycross. Don't forget. Well, I guess, but you, like rallycross is a much more. 
like small case, I guess. Sure. But you know, the whole point of Rallycross is that it's some tarmac, some dirt or other substance. <laughs> some other substance. Mark Rallies. Salt. <laughs> Racing on salt. That would be what you'd get in the Steam Workshop. It would be like proper environments. It'd be weird shit. Replace Sweden's snow with salt. It's a mod that does nothing because it would still be white. Yeah. Might be a bit more grippy. Probably. Actually, if you replaced Sweden's snow with salt, like everything would just melt. How? What do you mean? Because, you know, that's, that's what you do with roads. This bit would all be salt. There wouldn't be anything to melt. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> True. I overthought my own plan. That's the salt. It's all about that salt. It's all about that salt. Should we have it? <laughs> Take us to something else, Dad. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for news. So it's time for what you've been playing. What you been playing, uh, Zach? What you been playing? Well, I finished Zelda shortly after the last podcast because there wasn't really anything else to do, as I said. I mean, I didn't hundred percent it or anything because that's ridiculous, and it doesn't really help you do hundred percent it. No, want to get all nine hundred corks? <laughs> How yeah, many corks did that. you get? Five hundred and something. Holy shit, that's quite a lot. Still, that's still an insane number. Yeah, <laughs> there's they're like really the the ones that I got like they're all really easy to find, which is what I was saying last time. It's just like I feel like I'm missing a ton that aren't as obvious as all the ones that I got. <laughs> well, you're missing half. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Did you just comb every part of the map though? I guess you did. Yeah, more or, or less. Everything. When I was getting, when I was looking for shrines, mainly when I was going through that. Hmm. It's covered the vast majority of the landscape. When you came across like those Hinoxes or whatever, or just big enemies, did you fight them straight away, or just what do you do with them? Just mark them or something? Because aren't, aren't you? Don't you get like a trophy for killing them all or something? Well, I marked some of them, and like I fought them initially. Like as soon as I'd done that, the mission in Zora's domain where they yeah. where it's a mission yeah. to go fight one, I was like, oh well, I guess I can fight. At least the lowest level version of those. And actually, the Hinoxes are really easy to beat at all levels just yeah, because they don't, they don't really do anything. No, they don't. They don't really fight you much. It's the Lionels that are the hardcore ones, then. Yeah. You figure so out, because I, I still can't beat those. Not, well, at least not the one I found the other day. Well, the Lionels are fine apart from like the ones that have the, the what do you call it, the, like, the club weapons. Like the sword ones are by far the easiest, and then like the spear ones are okay as well. What about the clay face one? Or is that too obscure a reference for this conversation? Probably. Hello? Yeah, then there's just the ones with the giant club things are the most difficult ones. Because as I, I did I say that on the podcast last time? I don't remember. Whereas I was saying, whereas I was saying that I I remembered that I had a parry because like. Yeah, the timing do do on dodging the club attacks is virtually impossible. Yeah, I think but I found parrying them is incredibly easy. How do you parry? <laughs> you, just... you, have to, you have to have the shield and just hit A. Uh, well, you have the shield up, so you're holding L. Yeah. And then you just hit A when they are attacking. Yeah, when the attack connects. 
because it's like the time, the dodge timing on the on the on those giant club attacks is really difficult. And a lot of those club attacks have like a shock wave when they hit the ground, which damages you, damages you as well. So it's right. like you can't even. Sometimes you like you jump to dodge and you'll evade the attack, but the shock wave will still hit you even though you're in the air. And it's like that seems a bit jip, mm. really. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a problem with that, like a lot of games where they, you know, they, they visibly show the shockwave as coming off the ground, but you just assume it's a ground thing. So you jump it and it's like, oh no, I've still been hurt. I guess I need to jump higher or do something else. It's like that, that always bugs me a little bit. I don't know. There's some, something about shockwaves and you expect them to be on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And the other problem with those the giant club lionels is they, those clubs just do ridiculous amounts of damage because they're like, they have the highest weapon numbers that i'd seen mm. like one of the ones that i got towards the end when it it has like the added attack bonus stat on it it was like it was getting up it got up over 100 it was Whoa. like holy shit no wonder i was taking like 10 hearts of damage i think it's my fault one of those i just use up all my weapons and stuff even if i was eating food enough to not die i don't know trying to kill it because <laughs> it had so much hit points it's not that bad, usually. I mean, normally what I did was, like, I'd see them from far far away, see what weapon they're using, and then use whichever one of their weapons that I already had, just uh, use the one that they had. <laughs> Apart uh, from when it was a club and I needed to use a one-handed weapon because I needed the shield. In order to do the parry, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, just use whatever one of their weapons you have to be carrying and then replace it at the end of the fight when they inevitably drop it, because they always do, which is sort of like, well, I guess they don't always drop them melee weapon i'm pretty sure i've had them not drop the melee weapon they seem to always drop the bow <laughs> which may, meant that my bow inventory was entirely full of vinyl oh, bows, bows. Mm. <laughs> I, I just find the name lionel kind of funny how's it spelled l y n e l okay lionel, lionel not not lion no yeah. No. no big lips. No. Okay, good. So I did that, and the last boss was vaguely disappointing. Although I guess it was sort of inevitable that it was going to be. Yeah. Because it's just like you don't, you can come at it at any time or whatever, so it has to be kind of like default kind of style. Yeah. But was it like a dramatic? I don't know. I've yet to see the end. <laughs> yeah, so. it was Story spoiler, so like, don't spoil yourself. Yeah, well, I hope it wasn't. I hope it wasn't too bad. I was vaguely annoyed. The one thing that I will say that's like a minor spoiler about the last boss, which is that you don't fucking use the master sword to kill Ganon. What are you uh, doing? <laughs> Even if you have the master sword, it's supposed to be the sword that seals the darkness. Go so, like that's the whole point. It. And that was how that was the climax of the final boss of Ocarina. And it's in like the the you know the thing that they keep going on about through the whole of the game, where it's like ten thousand years ago we got this ancient story and it tells you what to do, and then you you just don't fucking do it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's dumb. It is dumb. I mean, you theoretically could not have the master sword, but you know they could have just made like two endings or something. I don't know. That would have still made sense. Hmm. But yeah. That last boss was kind of, kind of weird. And then I went and watched the speed run, the forty-minute direct again and speed run. Oh, you did. Okay. Where most of that is just getting off the Great Plateau because you can't leave the Great Plateau until you've got the paraglider. So you have to do those four, four shrines. Shrines, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and then he just goes again and then you fight him and it's like, kind of dumb <laughs> yeah. with with like three hearts yeah with three hearts. hearts obviously you never get hit because it's a speed run <laughs> right <laughs> you do take quite a lot of damage at that speed run though because you have to do like basically ragdoll you have to ragdoll yourself in order to chuck yourself miles using the stasis physics uh, right. Ragdoll okay. yourself before you check yourself. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. The hot rat one. So what's the technique? You <laughs> you, you chuck well, yourself. You, you basically do stasis on a rock and then hit do the spin attack with the heavy weapon to These all sound really like quickly great hit names. it up to maximum. Right, okay. And then you just jump then you just run in front of it and jump so as the boulder flies forward it hits you, but you take all the momentum and you just go flying miles and then right. you just paraglide out of it. Oh I see. That's how you cross <laughs> most of the Hyrule field area. Right, as quickly as possible without having to run. Yeah. yeah. And then you use the amiibo to just spawn a opponent for the second half of it. Oh, that's cheating, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently not, because it's any percent. So you're allowed to do whatever. Oh right, okay. So, yeah. So, what's the? Is there a post game? I presume there is. Can you just carry on? Well, it turns out that it just reloads you oh, right. just before the entrance to the boss room. And the only thing that I noticed that changes is in your mission log. It gives you like a number for how many missions you've completed. So it's like you know how many side quests there are, and you know how many main missions and. And had and, you done all the side quests then? Well, I'd done all the shrine missions, obviously, but I hadn't done all the side quests by right. quite a way. There's like oh, more really? than 10. Which is weird, because I was like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> but of course, the problem with that is that they, they those missions could be pretty much anywhere. It's just like a random NPC somewhere in the world could well be one of those side missions. Yeah. Because you just go up and talk to them, and then it's they'd say something, and then you go and do it. Well, they do have a little red marker on them even before you talk to them, right? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't surprised. appear until you're right next to them. So no, it's still... it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So you just go to every stables and talk to everyone. <laughs> well, not just the stables. Though. It could just be a dude wandering around. Yeah, it could be. Just he could just be on the road or not on the road. Yeah, that's true. Or in a little cabin or something. Yeah. What I need is a uh, Majora's Mask-style calendar. So you know where everyone's going to be. It is funny how the villagers do operate a little bit Majora's Mask-like, where the people... You know, you can follow them around all day. They go home at night and stuff, and then they they go inside when it rains and complain about it and stuff. Oh yeah, which it does all the time. Legend of Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Always when you want to climb something. It's only in certain areas of the map it gets really bad. Yeah, but that's what you need the the Rito power for. Oh, I haven't got that. So. I'm sure I'll find out. And I also discovered that there is actually a way to tell how long you've been playing stuff on the Switch for. Oh, yeah? I found out where it? that is in the menu. I can't find it, so let me know. You have to go into your into your profile icon thing at the top of the page, and then there's like another tab in there that has a list of all your games played, and then it has a time there. Let me have a look. This is, this is <laughs> like... I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess I'd never really been into that part of the menu after I made the profile. Oh, Dan's page. Boop, boop. <laughs> I haven't heard these stupid sounds before either. Yes. Oh, boop, boop. I don't know where I'm going. Profile, friends list, user settings. 
should be at the top, the profile, the first option, whatever that is. It's because I haven't linked it to a Nintendo account, so I don't really have a. Oh, shit. I'm changing my name now. Cancel. <laughs> yeah, okay. No idea. It's there somewhere. Just in that. Page. I think it wants me to link to a Nintendo account before I do anything. But... Hmm. Yeah, so maybe it probably hasn't been tracking it for me because I never did that when I. Well, I bet it has because you still have to use that profile to start the game. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. It turns out I'd only played Zelda for 165 hours. Only? Yeah. 165? Not that long when you consider, like, apparently the 100% speedrun is like 40 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. But you're not anywhere near, near the 100%, though, are you? I guess. Well, no, but I've still covered the whole map. So theoretically, yeah. if I had found everything. <laughs> hmm. It's like, in terms of travel time, it should have been fairly, I mean, not that similar. I'm sure I yeah. went back over places multiple times. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, what else have you been playing then? If that's, unless yes. you've got anything else to say on Zelda? <laughs> not, not especially, I guess. So yeah, after that was done, I was, it was time to play other things. <laughs> Except the other things I played were like, I went back to two games that were old and older. <laughs> I played some amount of city skylines. Went back to that. Built built another city, or a smallish city. I assume you haven't. Seems like the uh, update for that. The uh, was it the patch or DLC, whatever it was called. Well, you get the patch anyway. You just don't get the DLC. <laughs> sure. Although the last patch that I haven't noticed what the actual patches related to the DLCs have added really. I mean they're always just like mostly bug fixes and stuff. Minor modifications. I mean obviously the day night cycle was the patch that went along with the nighttime DLC. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that. And then apparently the next DLC is gonna be coming out soon. And it it's the more transport, which is like one of the things that I mean, that one might be good if the patch turns out to be, like, better, like, vehicle AI or slightly better road management without additional actual things. Because they show, like, new stuff where it's just like, oh, new public transport options that are weird, like blimps and <laughs> cable cars. This <laughs> is like, okay, uh, not sure particularly need those. I mean, there's the there's the one where it's like an elevated rail that you can build over an avenue. That one makes sense. Proper L trains. Yeah, proper L trains. But then, if they do any, any, uh, they there's also suggestions that that DLC might include like whether this will be in the patch or only the DLC. But they said there will be like new new road types. So, I mean, I'm playing with a mod that gives new road types anyway. So. <laughs> Salt roads. If it's one of those things where it's like they they've basically taken ideas from the mod and made it official, like they've done for the previous DLCs more or less, then that could be good. But will it completely replace the need for that mod, or will it will it just be not quite sufficient and the mod will still be necessary? I expect the mod that lets you edit all like the specific junction arrows and stuff will still be <laughs> still be required. 
Because that's like way more complicated than they'll do in the DLC, I bet. Probably. That's probably more complicated than most people care for. Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, they could still always just make it a toggle or whatever. <laughs> make it an optional thing. It would still work. But, you know, the mod's still fine. If slightly unwieldy, where you're having to, like, open a separate menu and then open some menus with overlays and you can't always see what you're doing. Well, no, you can see what you're doing, but you can't continue to see it after you've closed that menu, basically. So you have to remember where it's like, I made that junction have yield priority. And then if uh, in the future, if, if you forget about that, you're like, why is this junction so incredibly closed up with traffic? Oh, it's because I left it yield priority instead of changing it back to traffic lights when the traffic went up. Not good. It's mm. all good. So traffic there's that. Explosion. And then even older than that, I also played quite a bit of... A, Advance Wars Dual Strike. Yeah. Goddamn it, Advance oh, Yeah. <laughs> Went back and played some, played played most of the normal campaign on that. I probably should have played on the hard campaign because normal is that like well easy. <laughs> Especially when you have all the skills on your COs that you can set. <laughs> Although that was kind of kind of nice because I could go back to when I was going through it, it tells you what ranks you've got on the missions before. And there was still a couple of them I'd never got like S rank on. So I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to S rank these because apparently I'm just way better at this than I was at some point. I've just oh, really? le learned more tactics somehow. <laughs> awesome. Well, while you've been away. Yes. Somehow I just became more tactically clever about it. I was just like, well, I'm. Just I got S rank on the first one, which I'd only ever gotten B on before, and it was like, well, that's nice. And then, but then I've also re reached the point of I think this must be the last two, the last three missions, the one of which I've done, the second one I've tried multiple times, and I haven't reached the last last mission. But all of these missions seem to be where uh, seem to be set up in such a way that I accidentally do them too well. <laughs> And then you don't get an S rank because it's like if you just complete the objective, you don't you get like a B because you get shit power rating because power is based on destroying enemy units. Oh, so if you just like fly stealthily fly a bomber to the to the like dark crystal or whatever that you have to destroy and then just blow that up, it's like well you get shit rank <laughs> even though that's like a way better tactical choice. <laughs> yeah, I remember there being dark crystals in Dual Strike. Yeah, the giant black obelisks and the crystals that regenerate the health of the enemy units. Ah, I remember a lot less of that game than I thought. Then. But yeah, so I I had to replay a couple of the last mission and the mission I'm currently on. I've had to replay like multiple times because it's like I can't. I, and the other trouble is that like you have to, you still want to get the speed score maximum, obviously, because that's easy. Because you can get easily get the hundred percent and still get a B on speed. So it's like I want I have to like stay in the level for a certain amount of time to kill a certain amount of enemy units, but not too long or otherwise my speed score will start going down. <laughs> so you have well, to try you can't and guess see any of that while no. you're actually playing. Yeah, I just have to try and guess and be like, well i that's probably enough enemy units, right? And then you complete the mission and discover it wasn't. Shit. Then you have to do it again. <laughs> so I'm still doing that. On the second to last mission. 
seems a bit of a flaw, right, in, in, in the ranking system. Couldn't they have just made it so it's like there's some sort of background scoring going on? And, you know, well, so, if you thinking... get a, so if you've got a ridiculous speed score, it's like, yeah, it's an S, that's fine. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. It's just like what it should have done is like the, the S rank of the speed, speed score is clearly tied to like a certain number of days because that's obviously the speed of the game. Where it's like a certain number of turns. And it should what they what it should have done is like for every day earlier than the typical S rank day, it should should have just proportionally reduced the needs on all the other scores. So it's like the earlier you finish it, the less enemy units you had to have destroyed to get the S rank on power. Of course, yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, I think it's sort of just a in the background like number. Mm. It would would solve a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> but what would that number be based on? You still wouldn't see it, I suppose. But it's like if your speed—it's a bit like the um, you know, the the ranking system in Sonic in a weird way. It's like if your time is like really fast, you'll get an Uber score, and that's what your ranking's based on. It's like if you well, yeah, you've got a lot of that. rings, you'll get a ridiculous—you'll get a score that way. And then that's what and speed, then. power, and technique were meant to be. It's just that the trouble was that the S rank was just like get maximum on on all of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's where like, that's where it falls down. It's like you shouldn't really have a max. There was an upper limit. Yeah each of those rather than just being able to make it more yeah more than s s plus plus so yeah that game's still clearly awesome better than the second ds one <laughs> obviously yeah i'm inclined to agree but i do still quite like the, the one that follows up even if it is less well it's just less yeah I'm, I guess I'll probably end up playing that again. Or, is that or maybe the best not. I don't Advance know. Wars then, Dual Strike, would you say? Is it better than the GBA ones? Probably. Hmm. If only because you can have free save files. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very good reason. But... It's a pretty good reason. Because like, I'm pretty sure both my Advance Wars 1 and 2 cartridges are both saved on the last mission of hard mode because I could never do them. <laughs> hmm. And therefore, those cartridges are stuck in that state because you can't. You only have one save slot, so I can never like start start a new campaign unless I want to start over, and then I'd have to do the whole thing again. It's like ah, oh. the impossible ending. You could probably do those now, though, right? Maybe I don't know. know. It seems like tactics. <laughs> well, I don't know because the reason it's clearly easy in dual strike once once you learn like the. Once, once you understand how the AI works to some extent, but also like you just have the skills and the skills, if you apply the right combos of skills for for the level you're on, it just that's how you make it easy. Like there's a level where your one 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 of your teams is stuck inside like a forest, so you, forests give you have shit movement, of course, because it's a forest. Yeah. Okay. And the idea of that level is meant to be that like those guys are stuck there and they're surrounded by artillery. And then after a certain number of turns, it starts raining, which turns on the fog of war. So the forests become places that you can hide. So you can drive up and through the forest at that point and then kill the artillery. Right. Or you can just use your skills and turn on the skill that get, make, gets rid of the movement penalty for forests. And then just immediately drive out to kill all the artillery. Mm. Which makes that whole level much easier. So yeah, that kind of thing, <laughs> where it's just like the skills counteract the difficulty of the level to to some extent. It's a puzzle in its own magical way. I guess you, I guess so. 
but there's that whole cool script for the level and you're just blowing it away <laughs> oh well never mind what's the point you're, you have a, the awesome power of CEOs <laughs> to be ingenious and come up with solutions to somehow go through forest quickly <laughs> <laughs> however they do that yep so maybe I want to finish speed. that in normal I can make another attempt at hard I don't know I don't, I don't remember where my save file on that is on hard. I think that might be on the last mission as well. <laughs> or the second to last mission, maybe? I don't remember. I never finished it. There's two more skills that I've never unlocked because they unlock when you complete hard mode. And one CO as well. Holy crap. They must be really powerful skills as well. Yeah, I think they are. And you don't need them once you've completed hard mode. Well, yeah, that is the classic problem. I mean, and you could presumably take them into like the war room maps for doing those make those easier I have a save in the middle of a war room map when I went and looked at it I was like what is even what is even going on with the save I think that was when I was trying to level up some COs that I virtually never used specifically like the enemy COs that you hmm. unlock at the end of the game because obviously you don't use them through the game so they never level, level up so yeah is that the trance wars make a new one god damn it <laughs> i was saying I Rob, it's just like they could make a new advance wars where it has like our boy level pixel art or something like yeah. super high quality pixel art it'd be awesome that would be don't awesome. make it 3d that's a mistake <laughs> yeah no need because that's like when you look at the new fire emblem stuff because even in the in the first 3ds fire emblem it's like they some parts of the level geometry were 3d and then you had like the 3d battle yeah view or whatever this is like you didn't i wouldn't even want that in advance wars <laughs> just pixel art just awesome looking pixel art pixel art and you're done yeah we, we were talking about like just what could they do with the little battle sequences and things like that you know if they put you know, just just a little bit more effort into making them animated and not just filled with explosions and disappearing and yeah, you could very rapidly moving guys. Yeah, all the all the different pairings. I guess they don't want to show death, which is why the the, the infantry always pinged off screen. Right, they always go pew. Yeah, of course. I guess it's an, <laughs> it's a sort of is it. Is it is it a Nintendo owned property? Is the other thing? Probably. I mean, it might be now. Once intelligent systems were sort of taken more into Nintendo, sort of, sort of. So that sort of. and Rocket League and Rocket League. I might end up playing in the Giant Bomb tournament after all. It was unknown whether that was actually going to happen. It's still kind of unknown because, like, sign-ups were last weekend and I I posted a message on the forum quite late in the process and it was like, oh, well, I guess I might just get into this team and then sign-ups continued for, like, two more days because the person organising it wasn't really paying enough paying attention. attention. Paying yeah. attention. Right. And then it's continued, where it's just like, I'm going to lock this thread now because I'm still, I still haven't actually managed to organise it, but now I guess sign-ups are closed, probably. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen about that. Maybe it will happen. And I went and played some practice games with the two other guys that I'm going to end up playing with. 
How did that go? How was the American connection? Well, we're, in, we're an EU team, so we actually know. And I oh, think okay. we're, that's probably going to be part of the problem. We're probably going to maybe have to like practice on some American servers to try and attempt to get used to the lag. And I'm not sure what like the official rulings about the about the tournament will be about server choice because it says in the general rules where it's like the team the team whose name comes first in or is top on the listing of the match picks the server and like um, is, is that just random will, well, how will does that even work? Like... <laughs> how do you how do you pick the server well when you're creating the server you choose what region you're in like you do when you're doing a search oh, i didn't realize it had that much control I sort of assumed it like when you created custom games, it would be like old school peer to peers where someone actually acts as the host. No, they did it on the giant bomb when they were doing their east versus west, where they changed between the east and west servers. So, yeah, I don't know what the official ruling is like on if we're an EU team. Do we get to play half our games on US servers and half on the EU? Because that would at least make it better. We would have to have 100% lag. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> if that happens. Yeah, if it, if it even gets off the ground. I mean, it's organized by, like, Rory. Actual giant bomb staff. Oh, really? I say it's organized by him, but maybe it's not really organized by anyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he seems kind of busy at the moment, which is why it's taking, it's taking so long. Who knows? And, you know, you have the classic organizational problem of, like, giving people, giving six people on the internet to exist at the same time, <laughs> in the same place, to do a thing. Not quite as bad as when, we, when I was in that Team Fortress thing, where it was, like, getting 18 people <laughs> to be in the same place at the same time. Now, that is a lot. That's, like, kind of... World of Warcraft guild raiding kind of level. Yes. Oh yeah, and the I... uh, probability of uh, success in getting everyone together is about thirty three point three percent recurring. And I also played some T Fortress that just reminded me. A very small amount. Went in there one evening where I sort of like I don't don't want to play Rocket League right this second, but I want to play some play. I kind of want to, but I don't want to, and therefore I'll play the thing that I used to play before I played Rocket League, but feels the same role. Just <laughs> <laughs> Team Fortress. Team Fortress Two. Yep. Went in there and then discovered how they. You remember how everyone bitched about the matchmaking, right? Where yeah. they changed it to like even the casual matches were worked on a matchmaking system and everyone complained mainly because after every round it just kicked you out of the server <laughs> right so you couldn't just carry on so you could just carry on so they fixed it to make it so you can just carry on except they made they seem to have bollocks up the map well in my <laughs> opinion they seem to have bollocks up the map mate match the map voting because at the end of the round the map vote pops up and you have three options Two of which are for maps that are in different modes, and the third option is to play the map you're already on again. <laughs> and none of those none of those are good options. Like if I joined a server that I specifically searched for a capture point server, 
I kind of want to play capture point. I don't want it to change mode after one lap. And I also don't want to play the same lap over and over. <laughs> See, to me, that's okay, because that's how I normally play. You know, I'm not too anal about game modes in, in, in my multiplayer shooters generally. But uh, yeah, there's, a, there's an element of, if you really, really want to do that, there's no decent way of doing that. So they haven't catered for it. And that's that's kind of a bummer. And it just means that even if you even if you don't mind playing a different mode at the end of that, half the server still quits. So you, you might as well just quit because then that server has become useless. Yeah, I can see that being annoying. It's a no win, really. It's better than getting kicked out, I suppose. But yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't make at least one of the options a new map in the same game mode. Yeah. That seems to be the main problem. That, yeah, just add one more option. But yeah, went in there and played not very much. Actually, I played, I was playing, and then a patch happened. <laughs> I was like, compare it, because it kicks you out. And then I stopped, because they're still patching people to us, like, all the time. Yeah, lots of little updates, it seems. Nothing really major, just lots well, yeah, of little bug fixes and They're not really exploits. doing big things any longer, I guess. Do you think they've given up on big things now? Maybe. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you say maybe, but then that matchmaking update wasn't that long ago. No. It seems like occasionally I have a moment of realisation about, like, when, you remember how there was that old story that presumably is true about, like, the working conditions of Valve, where it's just like, you work on what you want to work on yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Valve handbook that got leaked or whatever. Yeah. And, and desks like, on wheels. It's like, that just, that seems like the continuous action of just, like, one guy who's continuously patching Team Fortress <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? Because I was thinking about it when I was when like just recently I've suddenly started getting a shit ton of Steam updates to actual Steam. It's just like, oh, somebody came back and started working on normal on just Steam again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually have updates all the time on that. I don't know. Like I don't know. Pretty much every time I boot it, it seems. Well, to be, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna then, I'm gonna restart because of an update. There'd been a break for a little while recently where there hadn't been any for quite a long time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> they've started again. <laughs> Whoever that was that's uploading all those patches for Steam. <laughs> Mysterious. So there's that. And they're in... working on their three full size VR games, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. And then in in games that I haven't played yet, because it was, this will be talking about it on the next podcast, the, the Factorio patch is finally going to happen after all this time where we've been waiting for it. The next Factorio patch is going to happen. So I'll Exciting probably play times. a whole bunch of that until next week. <laughs> until okay. next podcast. Well, you've ruined my multiplayer shooter segue. <laughs> yep. Segway away. Segway away. Let's pretend we didn't talk about Factorio, <laughs> which is probably a better place to be anyway. And then <laughs> uh, and, and talk about some Overwatch directly following on from Team Fortress 2, because you know, it's the new Team Fortress. But Zach just refuses to accept. <laughs> And how is the new Teams Fortress? Sorry, um, Overwatch. Over Fortress. I mean, yeah. uh, Overwatch. No. It's a uh, well, you know, it's still it's still a great game. Um, so they they did a uh, there's another event on at the moment, 
called the Uprising, which is uh, gives a little bit of a, it's a t- for once it's a tiny little bit of in-game story. Um, it's basically a sort of horde mode that plays out over a number of objectives on one of the um, payload maps. Um, you sort of go from one end to the other and then come back again doing stuff on the way and holding out as long as you can and it gets a bit harder as you go along. There is a mini payload. <laughs> oh my God. There's a payload that carries hay fever and you... Um, uh, no. <laughs> Blah. That's put me right off my stride. You, um, yeah, and you know, you're just defeating robots and because they're robots, there's some bastions in there and which are evil, so you need to take them out quick and there's some... Uh, of the new character, there's some Arissa bots at the end to take out, uh, and yeah, it's a it's a co-op horde mode, and it's a bit more in depth than what they built for the Halloween horde mode, and uh, yeah, it's fine. There's more loot to get, so playing a bit of that, that. get get that loot, get that limited edition loot. It's or you don't know, get it as the case maybe. Yeah, as is what has happened to me so far. I've got nothing. Like I want those skins. Give me the skins. Reinhardt's like they're like old. Uh, the skins apparently they used to wear when Overwatch was a uh, the uniform, the, the Overwatch uniform basically, which is kind of kind of neat. And Reinhardt's is a good one, and it's like okay, I want that. Can I have it? No. All right then. And there's some um, there's some somewhat random other stuff they've added to the list that probably shouldn't be associated with uprising as the pack you know you know how they do with loot it's like everything's always associated with the pack and there's some right there's like there's some new emotes and some new victory poses and uh highlight reel stuff that's not really related but they've added it during the update and so you can only get them during the update but they're also pretty cool but yeah it's a bit of a bummer that they're actually associated with it um because it doesn't make sense that they are. So I'm doing that. What, what tends to happen is I'll play like a round or two of it to work towards the achievement for finishing it with eight different characters. And then uh, I'll play some normal games. Like I'm still playing Capture the Flag, actually, almost more than most the, the normal game types. Like I really quite enjoy the Capture the Flag mode on the all the maps they've added and Sort of, it's a nice spin on some of the old maps, as I said before. Like seeing using them in a different way, and using some of the geometry that's mostly pointless in the King of the Hill game mode they they used to be, represent. And uh, yeah, it's cool. I do wonder if they'll eventually just rope those into the normal playlist. Like you know, so you'll get the King of the Hill games, and then you'll get the Capture the Flag games, and whether they'll just turn up in normal rotation because I kind of think they should. They they're good. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so I'm playing that. Uh, I also started playing uh, on the single player front, uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Okay. I've that Ninja that. Theory jaunt, jaunt, joint, before <laughs> they made. <laughs> it's, it's a proper jaunt, before they made uh, DMC. Ah, uh, right. Of course. I remember. Oh, yes. With Andy Circus and all that. Yeah. It's oh. very much the Andy Circus show. Oh, okay. And it's 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 actually pretty good. Um it, you know, it, it he was obviously like uh, pioneering some mocap technology stuff at the time and uh or you know being a being the face of it at least. 
and uh, so he he basically plays um, the you know the, the lead character in this with you know uh, it's based on if you didn't already work it out from the title it's based on the the the, the journey to the west tale um, from I believe it's you know Chinese folk tale yeah, sort of thing folklore yeah, thing monkey um, yeah mon- monkey and trip and pigsy and uh, yeah it re- retells their story in a weirdly somewhat reminiscent of horizon zero dawn style universe oh really yeah it's kind of it's kind of bizarre actually going back to this most of it takes place in and around america like you're in new york for like the first half of the game and it's you know overgrown and green and um bit of you know a little bit of last of us vibes as well i suppose um going on and it's a uh, uh, it's it's kind of, it's kind of neat. It's kind of well done. Every, everything is turned to more a more tribal civilization. But everyone, unlike Horizon, everyone's kind of aware of the technology they're using and the science behind it. Okay, okay. So like, not, so so yeah. people people are still smart, but they're kind of having to. They're sort of smart. There's a weird. There's a sequence like uh, relatively early on in the game where they keep referring to a big old construction crane as a metal tower that I find really weird when they're then also talking about electromagnetic resonance. Um, right. They don't know what crane is. Yeah. And you have like headbands that, you know, the, the main conceit of the game is that, that at the start of the game during the, during an escape from a slaver spaceship, um, you, uh, your companion trip puts a, enslavement headband on you that means she can command you and if if she dies then you die forcing you to work together to get to where she needs to be uh so that's the sort of central conceit that drives the narrative at first and it's uh you know that's fine that works but then you know you're using weird weird mind control technology that they seem to understand and she finds a mechanical firefly that she can reprogram to do scans of areas, and that these fireflies are just sort of hanging out like creatures. It's a, it's yeah, it's it's a weird mismatch of uh, mis not merely a mismatch. Uh, like it's a it's just a weird mash of we know about this, but we don't know about this. Right, so it's not very consistent. Or uh, not not sure. No, um, you know, and she's also using a sort of computer on her arm, a little bit like <laughs> a little bit reminiscent of. Um, the multi-tool, I guess, from Mass Effect, and um, uh, in, uh, her, in your trip's dad. Slight spoiler alert: seems to be in a uh, halfway through the game. You, you sort of find where he's hanging out, and it's sort of a room full of like computers and surveillance kit. And so, someone obviously knows how to do hacking and stuff. And it's like I said, it's just this weird, weird somewhere in between. Um, uh, and there's also some fourth wall breaking stuff, which is hard to explain without completely spoiling it. Okay. Um, I'm not kidding when it's the Andy Circus show. I'll leave it at that, and maybe awesome. I'll explain. I mean, it's an old game, so I could go spoilerific if you like. Nah, I don't think there's any need. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how that pays off yet either, but it is part of the story in a strange way. It's not just an, an extra you find, although they are. There are also extras you find with this effect, but it's um, yeah. I, I really want to know how that plays out. It's it's interesting and weird. Um, uh, yeah. So so set that's setting gameplay wise. It's kind of a weird mix between your sort of um, 
I guess a sort of more traditional action adventure game where there's like you're put in scenarios and you have to do something to basically get through them with a little bit of the sort of fixed camera style feel of the Devil May Cry style games and to some extent Bayonetta. You know, so you'll enter some rooms and the camera will swap to a fixed position and you move around it and it's all stylishly set up in some places to give you a nice view of what you're supposed to be looking at and um, things like that. So it's got that going for it as well. Um, it's got a simplistic but rem- character action style combat system, mm. which, you know, makes sense. It's Ninja Fury. They made this after making Heavenly Sword. So you would think some of that would come across. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so it's got it's got all of that going on at the same time. And it's also got that you've got to issue commands to your companion in order to distract enemies in certain ways or perform certain puzzly actions there's quite a few puzzles in the game as well some of them are more successful than others in fact there was there was one about the halfway point in the game where not far from where i am right now that was basically kind of broken because she didn't listen to the commands half the time but whatever um so there's actually quite a lot going on but if you try and describe it that way, the game is actually quite simple while you're playing it, but it's got all these influences. It's got all these different things coming together. And for the most part, it works. It's, it's surprisingly, surprisingly so in fact. Yeah. Like there's more, I wouldn't say it feels like it had full budget, like behind it. It doesn't feel like a triple a game of what, because this is quite old now. We're talking like, 2012 i think yeah something like that um when it first came out on 360 and then the port was about a year later um it's a pretty good port as well by the way the pc version runs no problem at all cool um um especially on one kit i guess but you know there's no problems with it Mm. um and yeah, it's it's it doesn't feel like it's had you know like a full budget title at the time. It's like a I wouldn't even call it B tier though. It's somewhere in between triple A, like just regular A tier <laughs> sort regular of game. A. Regular A tier game. Like the voice work is great. The the, the the combat's a little too simplistic for me, but it's okay. Um there are some neat additions later and you get you know more and more abilities seem to be cropping up as the game goes through that are conveniently context sensitive in places. Oh, in in a good way, yeah. Well, as I say, very conveniently, narratively convenient. Oh, I see. You, you get you get a mechanism of traversing the 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 world, but it only seems to be active in certain places, and they try and explain that away in a very. It only seems to work in certain places, and it's like, oh, I wonder if it's oh. to do with this, and they're like, I don't know. All right, whatever. Know, and it basically means you only get to use it in certain spots where it makes sense for you to use it. <laughs> It's, it's very convenient. Uh, it, it's it's pretty good. Like I like I like it. Yeah, I want to see where the story goes. Way, like you know, yeah. I want to see where the story goes. As I say, I want to see more of the Andy Circus show. I want to see where it, what what else comes up. What this fourth wall break is. It's really interesting. Hmm. Um, it's not the best game in the world, but you know, no. by a long shot, there are. It doesn't feel a hundred percent great, and some of the boss fights are. Uh, the bosses seem to have way too much health, so they become quite a tedious rinse and repeat process. Mm. Um, they're a bit long uh, and not that in- interesting mechanically, uh, which is a shame. But yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. 
Uh, I will. I will uh, there will be more to come. I'll probably finish it by next time. Okay. Well, we'll get the full, the full rundown next time. But it's sounding good. Yeah. On enslaved. I, I kind of. I was, I was always looking forward to it. It always seemed like it would mm. be my sort of thing. And Did you, get it you in know, a I'm a. I'm a Say again? Oh, yeah, probably. Probably years ago. Might have been in a humble bundle. I don't know. I've had it a <laughs> probably. while. Yeah. Um, but it's always been there. It's always always been looking at me. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of Ninja Theory. I like what they do. Mm. DMC was a fantastic game. So, you know, I'd quite like... And I never really played Heavenly Sword, but the demo felt good. So, you know. And they're Cambridge. So, you know, represent. Local. Represent, represent the local devs. Local devs. Uh, yeah, good game. Good game so far. Cool, yeah. Uh, and I guess the only other thing I really wanted to bring up is what I showed you both at various points over this weekend, uh, which is Aero. Now, we've, we've spelt with two A's, so it's like Aero. 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 Uh, which is a rhythm action game in the vein of Res and its own unique ribbon music mechanic. Hmm. But it's definitely heavily kind of res influenced, for sure. Yeah, the, so the, the combat element of it, yeah, for sure, because it plays pretty much exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same, yeah. You use the right stick to highlight um, points of interest that you can shoot at. And the difference here is you're not holding a button to do that. It's just right. always active. And if you move right. the stick around, it's automatically targeting stuff. So you can't fire earlier like you can. Uh, I mean, you can. So this is where it comes. There's a, there's a button to fire. Now, oh, rather than the rather than the release sort of Panzer Dragoon fire. and Res style hold to target, release to fire system, it's right. always targeting right trigger to fire, which I guess makes sense in terms of how you actually how your fingers might be working mm. whilst playing it. Right, there's one less thing to be pressing the entire time because you need both yeah. sticks mm. because the left stick controls your ship's position, mm. which you need to maintain in order to stay on the track. The ribbon track, which follows the the, the tone of the, mu the musical synths, um, so there are sections where you need to be doing both of those things at the same time. So using the left stick to follow the ribbon, and using the right stick and the right trigger to shoot stuff, and uh, it hangs together pretty good. And, it, and it, it it helps that the soundtrack is pretty good choices as well. You know, there's some flux pavilion in there, there's some noisia in there. Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a good. Good selection of, uh, I wouldn't say like cutting edge, brand new bass music. Like a lot of that is several years old now, but uh, you know, mm. I guess that's what they could get hold of being a small indie team of two guys. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty solid soundtrack uh, mm. and it works. Yeah. You get about 50, you get 15 tracks in total. And it's, are they all li licensed tracks then? Or are they yeah, all they licensed? Been, have they been retooled at all? For, uh, for I don't play? think so. So I think they cut in at certain points, like they'll cut early in some tracks and they'll, um, uh, you, you know, it's a bit of an abrupt start. So if I, if you've seen the first level of that game, like it, it just goes, are you ready? And you press A and you're basically halfway through the, uh, the build up to base cannon. Right. <laughs> and it's just, and it's just like, it's just going ding, 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 ding. like you're already in the middle of the, of the build up. And it's like, sorry, what What's going on? That's just dropped you straight in it. It's a bit sudden. Uh, so which, which is odd because the other levels I think are better constructed, but base cannon's the easiest level, so that's why they did it first. Mm. That's, 
it's, 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 yeah, it's a bit abrupt and perhaps makes you think this isn't quite as well put together as maybe it could have been. But uh, yeah, then you kind of forget about that as you play the rest of it. Uh, I really like it. It pushes my happy buttons because, you know, it's, it's my sort of music. It's my sort of gameplay. Uh, mm. You know, I wish it was a little more synesthetic, I guess, in the res style. Yeah. I wish the world... Yeah, the world reacted a bit, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wish it reacted more to the music and had a bit mm. more madness going on. You think back to games like Frequency and Amplitude, and you know, the, even they didn't do a great deal, but the world around you was kind of thumping a little more mm. to what you were playing. And I wish it did that. Um, that's not to say the levels aren't well timed to the music. They have a nice mechanic where you tend to be in tunnels when you're using the ribbon and if mm. the music opens up to a breakdown like you'll go into a wide open area and, and it's and it works that way there's a the, the feelings do match the music mm. the majority of the time but when it's really thumping i kind of want more neon lights going mental around me or mm. more uh i don't know just geezers or environmental effects going nuts Geezers going nuts. Geezers going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> having a proper base race. Yeah, uh, it's real cool. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. Um, I'm just about cracking into the advanced difficulty level, and there is an expert level as well. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to mix up the ribbon sections, as far as I can tell, as the difficulty level goes up. But they do make the combat sections more difficult. Right. Right. Um, it's a bit of a shame because I think I kind of wanted more ribbon variety on some tracks. It's like, I know it's a bit difficult in bass music because, you know, you're kind of playing the, you know, it's repetitive. It is what it is. Yeah. The, the, synth, the synth line is going to be the same in multiple places, but they, you know, but they stick to that as well. You know, what you're, what you actually play on the ribbon, I guess, often follows that same pattern for a certain, certain sound. And I, and I kind of wish they mixed it up a little bit more, over, not just over the course of levels, but over the course of the difficulties. It would have been nice to have a slightly different pattern to follow as the, maybe you're following more of the wubs. So that's Arrow. I really like it. Yeah. It was like it was like 25% off if you got it on launch. So I did that. And yeah, it's, sure, but it's not anymore. Sales too. Yeah. It's, it's like 12 quid. So if you like, seems you pretty, know, less, pretty less than the pound per track. Yeah, check it out if you're a fan of Res or Panzer Dragoon or or, or even uh, like general Panther rhythm team. games. Yeah, rhythm yeah. games. Yeah, it's 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 worth a look. It's worth a look. Um, it's also worth noting that these two guys, um, Mad Fellows, as they call themselves, uh, purveyors of the finest video games. <laughs> as it says on the intro. Um, they have previously worked on both the Guitar Hero and DJ Hero series. Right, right. So there's a clear heritage here. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool game. Uh, and that's me out, really. Cool. Okay. I've, well, I've just been know. playing Zelda. That's That's basically it, <laughs> I guess. But I haven't got nearly as far as Zach, so there's no real big revelations there. It's been um, carrying on, trying to avoid doing another Divine Beast and just checking out and trying to find more shrines and stuff. <laughs> I think I've got more than half of them now, 64 or something of them. 
which is considering I haven't, I've had like three whole areas of the map or maybe four that I haven't revealed or gone to. I think I'm not doing too bad on the coverage. I don't know. Yeah, some of the areas do seem denser than others, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I've been doing a bunch of side quests down by the kind of weird tropical um, village, fishing village place. Yeah. Um, where there isn't a divine beast or anything, but there is, there is quite a nice area down there. Although I haven't really explored the whole jungle. Is it a jungle, would you say? Sort of tropical yeah, forest. I guess so. I, I'm guessing there's a bunch of shrines in there somewhere. Um, I did. I did. Was surprised to turn around and see one of those giant dragons right there in the middle of that jungle. Yeah, that's kind of weird because that yeah. one specific dragon. It's like the other two dragons have very specific places where they spawn and they yeah. follow a route, whereas that yeah. one other type of dragon seems to spawn all over the place yeah. for no apparent reason. And I, I, I still don't get understand how what to do with them because I try and I, I get that they're supposed to be like updrafts that you can fly, but I always just fall down and and I can't get up close to them because it doesn't seem to I can get up there with the um with the glider but I can't stay up for some reason I must be doing it wrong I don't know yeah, you don't usually have to stay up for too long though right what do you have to do just shoot them in the in the horn I guess well depends depends what mission you're doing with them I guess yeah yeah, I don't really know. I haven't got any quests to do with them yet. I just found them. So I don't really know what's involved with those things. Other than the fact that I was like, wow, there's a dragon up in the sky miles away and it's tiny. And then later on I was like, there's a fucking massive dragon right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's it? There pretty much, yeah. I don't know what more to say about saving up for i still don't know what to spend my money on whether to buy the house or whether to buy armor or whatever i kind of want to get the the some of the the base level of ancient armor or whatever i did i have found that the um the tracker thing is good for finding the materials you need yeah. thanks for that tip for the materials because it does track things from bloody miles away which is really compared good. to the shrines yeah it's yeah yeah way more useful yeah so you can actually find shit so that that's that's pretty good. Although I think I saw a star fragment pillar and I ran towards it, but it disappeared. Yeah, there's a problem. Like the problem with the star fragment pillars is like they, the, like when the shooting star comes down and it creates the pillar to give you a clue where the hell to go. Yeah. Even though if you're look if you're looking at it, you just like scope and then mark it on your map and that helps. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I tried that. Yeah. But the trouble is that like when you actually get close to the pillar and the and it basically gets within the spawning distance of the world and becomes an item. Yeah. Like like the item can immediately get into a place where you can't get it and you then it will disappear. It. Yeah. Like I've had I've had shooting stars fall directly into sinking bogs. Right. Where it's like you run all the way to the pillar and it's like, oh, it's just a swamp. <laughs> it's already gone. Yeah. And I had another time where it spawned like on on a very steep incline that immediately led directly into a canyon. So it was just like, I ran up and then it was just like, oh, look, there it goes. Bye. <laughs> what, you saw it spawn and fall down, fall down yep, the canyon? Just fall straight in there. And no way to, no way to catch it up. No. Before it like fell. I think out. it went into a river. So it's like, right. well, you can't get them when they're underwater either. No. It'd be nice if they were just like magnetic or something. Cause then you could at least fish them out of 
the various places that they can fall into water and swamps. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many you need by the end of the game. Quite a lot if you want to do all of the other upgrades. Really? Yeah. There, there is a, there is like a, a semi-glitch way of getting more of them quickly. Right. Where it's just like if you fully quit and restart the game, it like resets whatever hidden counter it is that causes them to spawn. Right. So you can force them to spawn slightly quicker rather than just waiting for it to naturally happen. Right. Yeah. I'm not very good at spotting them anyway. So. No, you, it's like it's one of those things where if you're not going to do it that way and like specifically grind for them you basically it like you have to if you see one go down you just have to abandon whatever the fuck you're doing and yeah, get it because exactly. there's like there's no way you're going to have enough of them if you don't do that right yeah which is kind of annoying yeah. does that often get in the way of what you're trying to do like it in a bad way that, it doesn't happen very often but when you see one it's like yeah give up what you're doing and run over there hmm. I've only, I've only got like three of them, so I can't remember what. I guess, I guess, theoretically, you don't actually need that many if you're not going to do like if you're not planning on going for like maximum completion or anything. You might not need that many because you. Mm. I think the main thing that I did that used more of them was I upgraded all of the different jewelry that you get from the Gerudo place. Oh, I haven't. Which got is any totally of unnecessary stuff. because those aren't actually. Those are well for a start. Those aren't even part of an armor set. They're like a bonus piece that you can add. We can't. You can't even wear them at the same time. It's kind of disappointing because it's like earrings or whatever. It's like why can't I wear this at the same time as a head armor piece? Mm. <laughs> that would make more sense, but it don't. It's just counts because it head covers armor. the earrings up, and then they're not effective. <laughs> but yeah, I upgraded all of those, and maybe that's like that was kind of unnecessary. What bonuses do they give you, though? They just give you resistance, or right. well, resistance and like a couple of other things. Like the opal earrings give you swim speed, like the Zora equipment does. Right. Mm, that's quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the I got the climbing gear set now upgraded, so that. So this is actually like works as armor as well as <laughs> climbing bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although mainly is it climbing bonus, um, but uh, yeah. I think it would have been, yeah, uh, you were telling me I'll find out, I suppose, about a power that would help with the bully rain. But I think it would have been a better bonus for the for the climbing if you could climb in the rain instead of the reduced stamina jumping thing. Oh, yeah, I guess that would have made sense. Yeah. Or, it's, or it could have been like a, an armor that's like, I guess like if they've made the cold resistant armor, like not just like warm clothes but like actually hot so then you could have had it so that they gave you a clothing bonus by evaporating the water as, you know, around you <laughs> yeah that would be cool <laughs> and it would also mean you could melt those goddamn chunks of ice well much easier instead of having to wave a fire sword around in its vicinity like i usually did mm. what you need is the salt armor yeah all that and that yeah. sort that right out that would make sense i don't know where to get the cold resistant armor i guess that's in one of the places I've yet to visit. Yeah, it's in the Rito place as well. Yeah, right, okay. I'll find that later. Melting cool. those chunks of ice was so, so annoying. I don't think I've done that yet. Well, well, they're all over the place. Just anywhere where it's cold, you get those big lumps of ice. There's one There's one on the plateau as well that has like yeah. a Korok in it. 
I just never go into the icy bits now because I don't have the resistance really. I've got uh, a yeah, warm doublet, but that's it. And I can't be bothered to be eating lots of spicy food all the time. So uh, I did use it to find, I managed to find the, the shrine for the last bit of climbing gear. That was in a cold place. Right. That was kind of annoying because it's around the back of Mount Laranyu or whatever it's called. Yeah. That whole area I haven't explored because it's too cold. Yeah. And it was just like... There's, you have to melt those chunks of ice, and it's there's like you can do it a more obvious way where you just make a campfire because obviously yeah. you can just do that, just throw a chunk of wood on the ground with a bit of flint, and then just hit it, and it makes a fire, and then you're good. Yeah. And that melt that melts the ice relatively quickly, but it's just like you have the classic same problem as with the food that I had, where it's just like you want to conserve resources. So what do you do instead? You just get a fire sword and just hold it and it melts the ice really slowly, but it works. <laughs> you just have to stand there next to the ice holding your fire sword and be like, yeah, this is going to melt eventually. <laughs> huh. And technically wielding a fire sword also like actually increases your temperature. Like it actually counts as cold resistance if you're wielding a fire, fire sword. Hmm. So technically, if you were holding a fire sword, you could run through cold areas without having proper cold-resistant gear. Except you couldn't really, because as soon as you wanted to fight anything, you'd either use your fire sword and then have it break, and then you'd be fucked, or you'd have to put it away, and then you get cold. <laughs> mm. Doesn't quite work. Mm. It's pretty interesting that, that that interplay even exists, though. I know, it's cool. Most things sort of work, don't they? Yeah. I don't come across many things where I'm like, that should work, and it it doesn't. I wouldn't even have expected that one. I mean, I know it That's sounds dumb, but it's yeah. like, you know, like you, you know, you pick a fire sword in a game, and it's just like, well, it's just, it will set other things on fire, but it won't affect me. Even the torches keep you warm, don't they, to some extent? Yeah, torches are the easiest way to stay warm on the move. But again... Put it away, and then that's even worse with the torch because when you put it away, the torch goes out. <laughs> yeah, and then you're in trouble. <laughs> Torches never burn down, though, do they? No, no I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, I because I just think of Deku sticks in the original in yeah. of time where they would burn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zelda. It's a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. Like I was saying to you, Rob, I was thinking it was making me think, well, perhaps we should do a kind of PC Gamer Top 100 style top of the best games ever, it, like semi-annually, like <laughs> on the... Semi-annually the might be quite severe. Or, yeah, maybe less often than that. Well, annually, but in summer. That's what maybe. I mean, yeah. But I then mean... but then the conversation each time would be like, it would get shorter the second year, right? Yeah, it would get shorter. to define what, they, what that game list was because it would be like, well, what, what has changed in the last year? Does it does it put off any of these? It's funny how the PC Gamer one changes, or used to. Like, you know, some games would go up and down in a weird way. Well, some of that, I guess, is different like, staff. Yeah, and staff. Yeah, staff, staff opinions versus, yeah. like, do they actually hold up as well? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, like, is, has, has something changed over the last year that means that those games aren't actually as good because you've played something better in the genre? There's all kinds of oddities in a way. Like, what if you played, like, a platformer? Yeah. Like, you know, does ukulele's presence make games like Banjo better? Because ukulele doesn't quite land doesn't quite stick the landing you know things like that it's it's yeah. it's a weird it's a weird way to think but it i can i can sort of see how that may impact thought processes like that 
I was thinking of doing um, a splitting it single player versus multiplayer for some reason. I think it's quite hard to compare like TF2 to um, Zelda. <laughs> I think League. it's quite hard to compare anything to anything in that case, really, where, you can, mm. where you're oh, not limited by well. any options. That's okay, why well, Game of the Year has categories. <laughs> yeah, Game of the Year has categories, but yeah. Well, maybe we could have categories for this then. <laughs> it's just how many would you want? They were the only two I thought of. Yeah, in a, in a landscape of genre fluid games, that, that becomes increasingly difficult. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I'm not going to do the Happy Salad top 10 RPGs of all time. Mm. Although we could. I don't know. I mean, we could. Yeah. 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 Anyway, just a thought. Mm. I reckon Zelda would be up there somewhere, though. This particular one, it's pretty good. Yeah, you'd have to fight it. We'd have to come up with some rules. Like, would you have? Would we only allow if we were doing like a top ten as opposed to like a bigger list? Yeah. Would it be like, um, you know, you're only allowed one game from each franchise, or is there actually a franchise that could fill the list just with games on its own? You know, that kind of. Yeah, I mean, if you started narrowing the the to genres, then yeah, you'd end up with like, I don't know. If, if, <laughs> If you started narrowing it down to RPGs or whatever, you might have multiple Mass Effects on that list or whatever, and or multiple mm. KOTORs or something, or it might start getting a bit silly. I don't think you're going to have that problem with a general list, are you? Uh, of It's just, just write down every Zelda game, and there you go, you've got the best games, because that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But yeah, whether Ocarina and Breath of the Wild would be in the top 10 games of all time, it's like, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? It's crowding out. It's up to us to decide anyway, so. <laughs> oh yeah, but then would you put Smash Brothers Melee and then Smash Brothers for Wii U? Exactly. As, as one and, and the two, original Smash know. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm saying. Sure. Multiplayer needs a separate list. Anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I think that's been it for the Sourcast this, t- this time. Uh, and... Um, Catch you next time for more enslaved stuff. Probably more Zelda from me. More, and we'll see what ancient ass games Zach decides to play before he gets <laughs> anything new. And uh, I'm sure it's E3 coming up. I don't know when that is. A <laughs> little longer. Than that. Yeah, a couple of months. Couple well, of we'll months, have yeah. news of Call of Duty World War Two and what we think of that trailer and all that shit and various other stuff. And I'm sure there'll be new videos. Weren't there? Yeah. Well, you know, the we've just put out part the two software. Out. Yeah, part yeah. two. So if you want to check that out, go on our uh, Happy Salad channel and check out all the other games that we made when we were like 14 or whatever, including some of the, the packed games. games. <laughs> the second least, third. Yeah, well, there's, there's, at least, there's at least another part to the Games Factory stuff. And then yeah. at some point, we'll get to the multimedia fusion phase. Yeah. So check all that out. And uh, we'll catch you for another Sadcast in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll hold back on my tale of train woe that was going to be in random, but we kind of just crapped up for crap for it. Yes. It's next a dumb time, one. train it's woe. It's a dumb one. No, it won't be next time. I'll have forgotten by next time. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's not relevant. It's not in my... <laughs> it won't be like it happened Living in the last week. It's like it's... Yeah. Just, well, all you need to know is that trains are woe. Pretty much. I didn't it's, even it's... get to go on a train today because it was a fucking bus. Anyway. <sighs> Never mind. Right. Catch you next time, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you get, do you get bye from Zach? No.